the Pope listens Dynasty our religion for the blokes missing On all of these trades, on all of these plays On all of these grades, by the end of the day y'all getting played So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex, send the homie a text That trash offers the best, you try to make it complex Then they text you back, now all of a sudden they don't make any sense <laughs> Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy These trades not for consignment, boy Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy This my advice from me to you Open up your cute little podcast queue Search up G-O-A-T district, my dude Pop it in your ear, man, y'all know what to do It's the... And I'll always be traded And I'll always be traded Traded and I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you Let's move to, to receiver because we talked about Chase. Uh, there's there's a lot of you know. It, it seems like a lot of people think he's going to Miami. I don't know if there's something else that's super evident that I'm missing. Um, I'll, I'll go to I'll go to John first. Where are you in the receiver position? Because it, it feels like it kind of goes flat for a bit after that that top receiver. Do you have a number two? receiver that's clear to you because I, I feel like i kind of hear a name that keeps coming up i don't know where you sit john the whole uh you know the landing spot thing i think is a lot more important uh for receiver than a running back uh, you know uh, jamar chase i think is by far the the cream of the crop here uh, i just think it's gonna take a little while for the other guys uh especially smith to develop in this league he's you know a little small but you know, it's there's been small guys before who produce, so I, I, I that's just kind of the stigma, the what do you call it, stigma around around him. But landing spots are humongous. Whoever their quarterback is, how the offense works, you know, who's around them, do they have to be the number one guy? Um, so it's kind of hard to to say that. But th- there is a lot of talent in the first five or six guys: and Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore's, I mean, uh, Jalen Waddles, Devonta Smiths. It's it's. I mean, any of these guys can be superstars. Elijah Moore is great. Tony is is moving up everybody's board. Uh, I'm on the same round. I'm, I'm getting tons and tons of, of you know, everybody. I love you know. the sun god. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean, look, if, if he sneaks into the end of the first round or even the Packers were to move back and to snag him, right? I mean, he looks really good all of a sudden playing mm-hmm. with an Aaron Rodgers, right? See, that's yeah. what I mean. These wide receivers, it's all about the landing spot with most of these guys. If they, if one of the, I mean, if any of these guys falls as the number two guy in Green Bay, they're going to be a star just because I, it, so it could even be, you know, wide receiver 10, wide receiver 11 that falls in Green Bay and just and jumps in number two. I was just going to say, like, how far back are we thinking where, where it falls in the, in the perfect, in the Nirvana situation and we're still considering them in that two spot? How far back would you go in those? Well, receivers? Rogers has a golden arm, so he can hit any, he can hit anybody on any part of the field. So it's not like, you can't. It's not going to be like a like a speed a speedster would be a problem like you know uh, like Derek Carr has in Las in Las Vegas you know or you know the guys who like an Alex Smith who just kind of throws short passes to good route runners. Anybody that lands in Green Bay can run. It doesn't matter what receiver it is, as long as it's a good route runner and a guy that can get open and, and someone that is a is a pure football player, they'll be a perfect fit in that system. Theo, where you love Ty, he would love Tylen Wallace. Yes. Wallace would be great. That would be a great fit for, for Rodgers. I agree on that one. And that's a name. And, and that might be where Green Bay is willing to reach, right? Or willing to, to grab a receiver just because they're not. If they're willing to grab a receiver. Yes, I mean, you know, if, if if I was betting right now, I'd just be taking uh, uh, Scantling and, you know. Lazard. <laughs> honestly, right now, yeah. The MVS, MVS Lazard. Yeah. Get both of them cheap, and then just and just bet on Green Bay screwing Aaron Rodgers yet again. How much steam? Do. How much steam is coming out of Aaron's ears while he's hosting Jeopardy? If they don't oh take God. even a guy in the third, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Last year, last year, think about all the guys they passed up. Um, right. You know, when they took Jordan Love, it's just a joke. If you could have T. Higgins right now. Opposite Devontae Adams. Wow. Right now, we'll be losing our minds. Um, and, and here's the thing with Green Bay, too. I mean, you know, Jordy Nelson took a couple years to develop. Devontae mm-hmm. Adams took a couple years to develop. Um, you know, Donald Driver took a couple years to develop. You you go back, you know, in the history of Green Bay wide receivers. You know, Greg Jennings is another guy. Yeah, Greg Jennings. You know, they're yeah. very, very patient with their wide receivers. And they they draft guys low, and then they just wait for them to develop because they know they've got Rodgers. You know, 
honest to God, you know, if you want to play the Green Bay situation right, you go out there and you get as many cheap shares of Lazard and Valdez-Scantling as you possibly can. Just go get them and just wait for Green Bay to, to screw Rodgers yet again in the draft. And one of those guys is probably going to come out and be fantastic, you know, and for the price you paid, you're going to, you're going to make a boatload on it. So, Low risk, high reward. I mean, those exactly. are the best yep. options you can have, you know? Yep. And, and like you said, it, not only did we see it from Adams, but we saw it from Adams in that same team and that same offense with the same quarterback. Like, you right. yeah, exactly. Or- I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, go back as far as you want with Aaron Rodgers. You know, they just keep giving him, you know, guys that were drafted and, you know, later on and they just keep putting them out there and eventually one or two of them will hit. All right, guys, I got on the screen. Uh, this is the only poll that made it out today. I was going to try to make one for each position, but, you know, life gets hey, it. You didn't let me answer the wide receiver question. Oh, sh- oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody had to get the wide receivers here. All right, let, let, my, let's, my, let's go back to the screen. Might be a good, it might be a good lead-in to the poll, though. All right, let's my wide Because re- my wide receiver, too, is Kyle Pitts. <laughs> there you go. There's not another – there's not – there's nobody aside from Chase and maybe Harris that I'm taking over Pitt in a draft. Just... <laughs> yeah, the, the wide Come receiver. Come on, what happens to other horde? Where's the other sound? <laughs> yes, we need it. Okay, go ahead, then. Yeah, no, we 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 gotta we gotta have the uh... the what? What do you want? I, I, I want the, the happy air horn. Yes, the happy you want the air horn, air horn. All right, yes, there, the air horn, air horn. Yeah, there you go. I, I don't agree with it, but I'll get, I, I got to give my piece with mine. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, like you said, it's landing spot that matters, but for Kyle Pitts, it doesn't. Like it no. doesn't matter where he goes; he's going to be a superstar. So, if it comes to me drafting another one of those receivers over Pitts, it's not happening. It's going to be Chase and maybe Najee. And Pitts would be in a one quarterback league, and Kyle Pitts might be my one one if it were tight end premium. So, so let me ask you guys a question: If, if we're gonna sit on tight end for a second, right? Do you, do you have anything else to add with receiver, Mike, or can I can I kind of? Sh- no, I think everybody kind of hit the the nail on the head. I think John nailed it pretty good. I, I I really like Smith. I mentioned earlier the Eagles. I'd be worried if he ends up there that it would take even longer for him to get going. Um, but no, I think everybody nailed it pretty good. I mean, so, if I'm going to, if I'm going to pick a guy at wide receiver, I'm going to take Waddle, uh, you know, just for upside alone. I mean, I think, I think if, if Waddle hits, he's got the highest upside of anybody, but you know, you can also, I, I, I see the route for Bateman. I see the route for Wallace I was just um, going to say Bateman could be that guy too. He could right, uh, right, exactly. I mean, for different reasons, right? You know, he, 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 you know, all these guys have a they have a route to be super successful, but I thought, it's hard to pick who it's going to be. Theo, go ahead. I started to embrace. I, I, I was a bit, very big Bateman guy. I still am, and I, I can see the the positives with Wallace. Um. And obviously in the right system, Rondell Moore is, is going to be a very productive NFL player. But I've, I've really started to embrace Devontae Smith. Um, to, for me, it's, it's the continual outcry from all these NFL stars that are, that are so convinced that he's going to be one of them. You've got Chad Johnson coming out and defending the kid about how I played at 173. You know, he's 166. He's great. Um, you see so many NFL players just embracing Devontae Smith as one of the next ones, and I think that's something we shouldn't discount. Um, he was wildly successful last year, um, and I think the fact that his weight's not scaring NFL teams away from taking him in the top 12 should, should speak volumes to us. I think that he's got a very safe floor in the fact that I think he could be used as Julian Edelman type, and I think that his ceiling is, is, is higher than we give him credit because only because he's a very skinny player. And I realize in the NFL, you know, we haven't seen it that often, but I'm willing to embrace it. Um, and to get completely galaxy-brained, I started thinking about, and this is not to say he's going to be that sort of level of player in his sport, 
but it reminds me a little bit about when Steph Curry had the NCAA tournament at Davidson. And as fans, we would sit back and kind of nitpick and say, you know, he's so small, he's not going to be able to do it in the NBA. You know, he doesn't have that right body type. He's not a true point guard. But then you'd see LeBron James showing up and sitting courtside to watch him play college games. And you're like, oh, shit. You know, the, he's getting embraced by the very best. And I think Devontae Smith has the potential to be a – And we still talk shit team. after he got drafted, though. We still <laughs> talk shit after he got drafted. Oh, yeah. You know, it's no – In, in Minnesota, we, 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 we do not like to talk about Steph Curry and what could oh, have the, been. Oh, uh, the so. infamous trade. The rookie on to the Steph Curry. It was just, you, you, uh, you guys realize where Steph Curry learned his basketball game, right? It was right here in the T-Dot. In the T-Dot, son. Home of the champs. There you go. Uh, but I think I just what think Thomas Smith has as it. Uh, I think that it's a it's a flat wide receiver tier though. I think that um you know once you get past Chase, you know there's a couple of guys you could bet on. But for me, I'm gonna try to get a couple shares of Devontae Smith, and I think that there's a chance that he really hits big. Yeah, and th- that's it, Theo. I mean, I think you got to kind of spread your you know. If you got the chance at the wide receiver one, you shoot your shot on uh, Jamar. But if you don't have, you know, once Jamar is off, you know, I'm I'm looking to spread it out a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna have some Smith. I'm gonna have some Waddle. I'm gonna have some uh, uh, Marshall, and I'm gonna have some uh, Bateman. Some Jalen Darden. My my um, little. Well, John, go John. Uh, you know what? If, if in later rounds, yes, I will take some Darden, but I'm not, I'm not reaching for him. John, I had. But I do, I, I do think he's a guy that's show. got. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think he's got some great upside, but that's you know. my third round uh, rookie pick. Kind of like those guys yes. that fall in the third round that nobody else nobody else right, passed right. on for names. Yeah, exactly. Those are guys I'm waiting to fall to me in round three, and you know the mid round three guys like that. Yes. Yeah, the 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 guys you want to be patient on. That's exactly it. The, the names I keep hearing uh, over and over, Waddle seems to be uh, kind of that. He seems to be kind of picking up some yeah. some momentum going going into the draft, similar to like a DJ Moore, uh, like a Godwin. When he like, I'm just thinking the momentum, the hype that's building behind them. Uh, from what I'm hearing out there in Fantasyland, very similar to me. And uh, I'm a big fan of. Um, oh wow, I just had a brain fart. Who's the other guy you mentioned, John? Jalen Darden, but Tamari and Terry's on a lot of uh, people's podcasts. No, no, no. Right uh, in the first round, with it. Bateman. Yes, thank you. Bateman. Big fan of Bateman. Bigger receiver. Big fan of big fan of Bateman. Uh, especially when you got all these little guys kind of around him. I think uh, he's he might uh, he could possibly surprise where he goes in the draft. I'm going to go back to this little poll I put up, going back to the, t- the tight end position because let's face it, you talked about Pitts, Mike. You brought him up as your you know. Rec- I, I know everyone's kind of like. You know, I've got my chase receiver, and then it's like pits, and then it's everyone else type of thing. Um, anyone who knows me, I'm I'm not looking at tight end in the rookie draft. I don't care who. I don't care if he's Superman. Like I'm literally not picking a tight end in a rookie draft. The only time I will, I, there's always a little asterisk between you know beside my comments, is the fact that he does hold so much weight, and there's so much hype around him, and especially if he lands in like this heaven type of situation. I mean, you can bet your damn whatever that if, if it falls to me in the right spot, I will grab him, but it, w- it will for sure be to trade. So we put out this tweet that uh, Theo, you, you kind of wanted to see is, is where fantasy land is sitting on that tight end two spot. And I think that's an important situation, especially when you see a guy like Pitts, who you guys are now intertwining with the receiver rankings, right? So that, that's very important. Where's that next spot fall at the position? You've got uh, Fairmuth, which are, are <laughs> I was watching um, I think ship t- chasing. Anyone who, who's got the poker uh, background would they're they're calling him the Phil Helmuth, <laughs> 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 the, the, the Phil Helmuth tight end. So you got him, you got Jordan, and then other. I mean, in my poll, Fairmuth picked up seventy two percent, almost seventy three percent. Uh, where are you guys in the tight end position? Is it pits or nothing? Is there anyone you're interested in? I'll go to you first, Mike, when you're looking at the tight end position and these rookies. Um, I'm, I'm, I like tight ends. I love the tight end position. I think because it's, it, there's, there's so few players that you can count on 
uh, on a weekly basis. It's such a crapshoot. That's what makes it my most favorite position to have to deal with. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a dark throw, I guess, at this point. Because again, you don't know where they're landing. But I like both of those guys. I'd be happy with either one of them, but I'm not going to reach for them. Um, but if you're grabbing a, a number two or number three tight end rather than some wide receiver you don't need or a running back that you might never play, I'd rather take a chance on on a tight end because that position just seems like it's it's super weak. Um, but yeah, it's Kyle Pitts or nothing for me, I guess. Um, <laughs> There you go. What do you What do you think, uh, John? Where are you I'm, at on this? I'm going to wait till again round three, late four, and get, go for just draft Hunter Long and let him sit on my bench for a year or so until he develops. I, I think he's just as good as the other, you know, as 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 tight end two and three. Yeah, it's what I did with uh, what's his face, Harrison Bryant. Isn't that the one on Cleveland? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I took him a bunch of places. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not reaching for these guys, but. If they happen to stumble upon me in the third round or fourth round, sure. Yep. See, so I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little bit higher on on Fryermuth and, and Brevin than you guys. Um, I think if if we remember back to um, before the season, those two guys were looked at as guys who might be first round draft picks. Um, it was Pitts and then those two guys, um, and I think that both of those guys have a chance to be tight end ones i mean Pitts is a to me it's a almost a top it's almost a top five tight end lock not you know potential to to be a top three tight end sometime in his career i think that's pretty much a lock but i think fryermuth and jordan both have tight end one potential um i think they both will have good draft capital and i i would take some shots on both those guys in fpc drafts tight end premium i think they're that fryermuth is going to be a second round draft pick i think jordan might be a little closer to return, but I think they both have a lot of potential. Um, they'll have the draft capital. Jordan's pro day was not as good as some people thought it would be. If you watch his his film, he looked like a wide receiver. He's athletic and big. He finds the end zone. Uh, but I'm bullish on both those guys, and I'll take it a step further. I'm and we, you know, I'm interested to see your guys' opinion. I would take Fryermuth and Brevin Jordan over Cole Komet and Adam Troutman, my top two tight ends from last year's class. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm higher on those two guys than I am those guys. So, John, I know you, I see you made a face. Interested to see your opinion on that. I, I, I drafted I a like lot I'm of Cole Komet. I'm, I'm very bullish on those guys in terms of comparing two classes. I think those two guys are right ahead of those guys. Not, you know, Pitts level, but they're, they are, to me, if you told me who I'd rather have in three years, I'll take either of those guys. I, I love Cole Clement. I'm, I, I think I, I, if I was a girl, I'd marry him. I think he's a, <laughs> he's my guy. But uh, I, I just, uh, I, I understand where you're coming from. I, and, and Firemuth, like 40% of his touchdowns came in the red zone. He's one of those guys who's, he's going to be like a Robert Tunyon where he's always open in a, in a red zone kind of area, a great red zone target. Uh, he knows how to get open. And he doesn't drop balls. He catches everything. He's got he's got his hands just clamp onto the ball when he catches it. He's a great, great tight end. He is very good. But again, it just takes these guys along to develop. And I don't want to sit on a tight end for three. Well, you know, people say like with this Deshaun Watson situation, like he's a great player, and if he has to sit out for a year or two and then come back in three years, he's still going to be great. Well, I don't want to have an empty spot on my roster for three years waiting for somebody. I don't want to wait for a tight end to develop. You know, I don't want to wait for him to learn how to block and run routes and do all the stuff on an NFL team or, you know, wait behind somebody or you know, only catch, you know, maybe 30 passes his rookie year or 25 and block block most of the time. And some of these guys are specialty blockers. They're not really route runners. And I, I don't want a – don't get me wrong. you got to be on the field. Gronkowski knows how to block. All the good tight ends, Kelsey knows how to block. Kittle knows how to block. you got to block to be on the field. So it has to be a guy who knows how to block and also can run routes and is fast and knows how to catch the ball and knows the game of football. It's the combination to be a tight end in the NFL is terrible. I don't you know. Don't t- don't tell your kids to be tight ends. I guess that kind of deal because it, it takes forever to, to you got. It's a special the hardest special, position. Special it's like uh, it's like the defenseman's position in hockey. It's the hardest. By, that's that's why a lot of people are loving Tommy Tremble because he's yes. a dude who can. He loves the contact and knows how to block well, 
And he is also pretty dynamic when he has space and gets the ball in his hand. Kid's only 20 years old. He might still be growing, for Christ's sake. So, I mean, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I'm a bit of a homer. Um, but Let's yeah, that go kid was Irish. Be, he was supposed to be a big deal this year, and then and then Meyer showed up and said, nah, dude, I got this. And, like, Tremble just did his job. He just went out there and, and hit people all day on offense. Um and is that why you love Cole Komet, John? You're Notre Dame yeah. fan. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, the, you, you better also, talk to Cooter Doodle. She's a she's <laughs> she's the president of the uh, uh, yeah. Cole Komet fan club. Tommy Tremble's by far the youngest uh, tight end in this class too. So, you know, it's uh, a little bit of a bonus too. He's got a little bit time, a little more time to learn his position. Yeah, he'll he'll earn his spot on the field too. He'll be out there on special teams and he'll block. And he's just a beast of a kid. I, I'm excited to see what he can do, but he's not a fantasy guy. He's going to be just a good football player. Yeah, and could you? I mean, I, I couldn't imagine being a tight end and being coached by the offensive line coach for Notre Dame. Everybody that comes out of that is every like three of the offensive linemen every year go to the NFL and they and they're fantastic. So getting the getting to sit on offensive linemen film days with that offensive line and still running routes with the with the wide receivers and stuff too. That I and it's people like that. Who I I'll wait again. These are late round flyers that I'm more than happy to pick up, and you know, in the fourth round, and and just sit on my bench for those kind of guys that I didn't pay a lot for. And if there's nobody else, if I'm in a 35 man league, I'm not going to be dropping, you know, those kind of guys just to pick up a, a, a flash in the pan guy, a flash in the pants guy. So I'd be more than happy, you know, to uh, that's, you know, to go that's why I trouble. kept swiping Cole Komet last year in every draft I was in. I was just like, all right, I'll take him. Just keep them coming. Nobody was taking them, and I just waited on them. No, oh, he's back. The flow is back. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I was there, but all of a sudden my camera just like gleeped out on me. So you know. So right now, look, looking at just to finish on Tremble, looking at his college stats. I mean, not not too much action going on. Um, you're looking at uh, 2019, 16 receptions, 2020, 19 receptions. What is it that you guys are loving about this guy or that you like about this guy? I, I, I personally liked his, I liked his profile athletically. I mean, he, he's a sub four, six guy. Uh, he's a great blocker, so he's going to get on the field. And at 20 years old, uh, I think he's explosive and I think he's got a chance. He's almost the kind of guy that, like you said, if it's a larger roster, he's a, he's a guy to keep on your bench. He's, if he, it's the draft capital we want. It's almost could be a situation like Troutman was in terms of there's a veteran, Tremble is the tight end too, and then maybe takes over in a year. Um, Mike had made a, a comparison to Juszczyk for for him. Um, so I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how a team views him. But he's certainly got a chance athletically. So where, do you, where would you want to see a guy like Tremble end up, guys? For me – be the Chargers. I think that the Chargers signed their cook. I think they look the kind of team that's going to add a tight end, a younger one, and it'll be, you know, Jared Cook as like the placeholder, use another young tight end, and then a year from now, we'll all like Chargers uh, young tight end when potentially Cook moves on. I like to see him in Jacksonville. It's a running team. He could block all the time, be on the field, any kind of uh, audible or any kind of play action stuff he can get open to. He could block and then release. He, he could do everything on the field, especially for a team that's starting from scratch. He's a young kid learning the offense. Right from the get-go, he can be a producer. Yeah, I would say similar reasons to what John said. It would be Tennessee, I think, just because obviously the, the offense runs through Derrick Henry and they just lost John. So he, him and him and Ferkser could be out there battling for the for the tight end one spot. It won't be much of a battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I voted uh, Friermuth, but honestly, I I probably will like Brevin Jordan's price a little bit better. Um, you know, so he he he's a guy. If I'm going to pick one of these guys to stick on the end of my bench and you know just kind of let him marinate for a year or two. It'd probably be Brevin Jordan. Uh, Friermuth, I think, is going to be a little bit more expensive. So, you know, you're going to be kind of forced to decide, you know, how much you really like this guy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm kind of in that camp that says, you know, tight end is a little bit tough to wait on. And, and Dynasty, it's easier to get him a year later. Uh, 
you know, so I would probably go that route with Friarmouth, but at the price on Brevin Jordan, I would, you know, I might just take him and just stash him on my uh, taxi squad and see what happens. It's it's nice to have all these young tight ends entering the league last year, this year. Oh, there's a lot of producers that are up and coming right now. It's mm-hmm. you know before it was just the you know the big two, the big three, the big four maybe, uh, but it just seems like there's an influx of like six or seven brand new guys that are coming in the league now that might that could actually earn a spot sooner sooner than later. And I, and I'll tell you guys a secret. You know, you, you wait a bit. You go buy these guys when they're not producing. There's so many guys out there. You, you you grab three or four of them on your roster, put them on the end of your your, your roster. Maybe you, you get them as throw-ins, as one of our uh, viewers has said earlier, onto your roster. Like the Comets last year, if you got Comet in a deal, just threw them in. I mean, yep. you know, at least you, you got yourself a nice tight end too, at least going into the season with, with possible upside. Um let me ask you guys a question. I figured out a couple of years ago that in one QB leagues, especially FFPC, um, you, you can wait till the third round and pick up yourself some Herbert, you know, or, or, or like a nice QB starter, stud, rookie. So let me ask you, at what point in a one QB league are you picking up a QB in the rookie draft and – who is it that you're looking for at that point? Uh, is there actually? Let me rephrase that. Is there someone apart from uh, Trevor Lawrence that you're grabbing? You know, in a one QB. I'll go to I'll go to our guest first. I'll go to uh, Mike first. I mean, obviously, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the guy that you want, but I don't think that in a one quarterback league, I don't know that. I mean, depending on your situation, obviously, if you need a quarterback, you might you might take him a little sooner. But I don't know, maybe early second round would be the soonest that I would take a Trevor Lawrence. Um, and then beyond all that, it would be, I don't know, a little bit later, maybe the third round when I'm looking at somebody else, maybe late second where I'd go Justin Fields. How many roster spots do you have? Because that, that's a big part of this question. What's average? Like 25? I don't know. 25 to 30 would be the. Yeah, probably 25. Okay. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, and it depends on my roster makeup. That's just saying if I needed a quarterback, that would probably be the earliest that I would reach, that I would pick for one of those guys. I don't think in a 1QB you're depending on, like, you're usually picking that as a luxury pick. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. kind of where you got him. You've already got your QB1. You might even have your QB2 in a 1QB, and it's just like – Right, but maybe your QB2 is fucking old-ass Matt Ryan, or maybe your exactly. QB2 is Ben Roethlisberger, and you got to get out from under that. No. So, you know, yeah. But, uh, no, I'm I'm trying to get some skill guys. Give me the skill guys first. Nice. Yeah, right. for me, I mean, you know, you take quarterback – in one QB leagues, it's exactly that. It's a luxury pick, and you take them when they're cheap. You know, like I got Kyler Murray in, uh, in a one-quarterback league as, you know, like a mid-second-round pick, and he he has ended up as my quarterback one. The next year, I took um, – uh, why, why am I struggling on his name? Uh, guy from Cincinnati. Burrow. Uh, Burrow, yeah. You know, so I took Burrow as, again, a mid-second round pick, and I was able to flip him for a first because I already had Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, and I'm not really exactly that interested in grabbing, you know, the high, you know, I like Trevor Lawrence is probably going to go before I take him in any one quarterback league. Uh, I'm going to be a lot more interested in Justin Fields, uh, Trey Lance, uh, Mac Jones, um, I'm probably the least interested in Zach Wilson because I think the Jets are just going to be, you know, I, I, I think the confluence of Zach Wilson and the Jets is just going to be a disaster, to be honest. But uh, that's just me. I know other people, you know, are, are seeing Patrick Mahomes in him, but I, I just don't think that he's going to get the same runway that Patrick Mahomes got. All right, guys. For, gonna... for me, it's uh, – I'm sorry, J.D., go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I think Dan kind of nailed it. It's someone in your league and in a lot of FFPC leagues um, are going to take Trevor Lawrence in the end of the first round, but it's really an opportunity cost thing. I mean, you're going to take Trevor Lawrence over Chubba Hubbard. 
pick Trevor Lawrence over Trey Sermon, pick Trevor Lawrence over Kenny Gainwell, or whatever wide receiver uh, it slips down. Um, so it's to me, I see myself having a lot of Trevor Lawrence. But if Justin Fields ends up in San Francisco, I, I will consider using a second-round draft pick on him just based on what he w- could become. Um, you know, you'd be taking a shot on a guy who could become a, you know, legitimately in our Kyler Murray, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott range in terms of fantasy asset. And, you know, like you guys said, Trey Lance in the third round, I think I'll walk away with as much Trey Lance in the third round as I can if there's not a positional player there that, that really jumps out at me because I think that there's a chance that he could be a guy that you could recruit a, a first-round pick off of. If he hits, yep. you can move him or you could just use him. So uh, I'll try to have a little bit of fields and a little bit of Lance just because I like their upsides. And I think even if we're not Mac Jones guys, consider to using a fourth-round draft pick on him just on the chance that we're all wrong. Um, he, he, uh, he's certainly going to have draft capital, and um, you know he's going to slip to the fourth round of rookie drafts. I like, you know, I like I Mac like Jones over Trey Lance. So yeah, I know, I know that's your that's your guy, John, and I, and I can see it. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, Trey Lance might not hit, but if he does hit, he's going to hit big because he does yes. scrambling ability and a fan and a big arm. Um, yeah, I think Mac Jones could could win a lot of games, um, but I I don't see Mac Jones having the fantasy upside. Trey Lance does if they both hit. Um, that's that's just me. But for me, Justin Fields has arguably the highest fantasy ceiling of any quarterback in this draft, including Lawrence. Just if Justin Fields hits, he can end up being uh, a quarterback one overall, uh, just with his rushing ability, his accuracy. And if we're putting him with a Kyle Shanahan offense, uh, George Kittle and, and Brandon Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel. I mean, I just get excited even thinking about Justin Fields here, too, with those guys. And that running game to go with all that stuff, and then the running quarterback on top of it. It's almost impossible. That offense is going to be deadly with a guy. like As much as I want to see Mac Jones go there and throw guys open, it, it's almost going to be impossible to stop that offense if Justin Fields Can we just send Mac Jones to Denver so he has to Oh, de- oh exactly. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, I love that. That's such that a good fit. That would be a good fit for him. Yeah. And a, and a good yes, I really like Justin that. Fields. Especially yeah. for all the Sutton Judy pieces I've been collecting all off season. <laughs> God damn! I shot. I sent Adams for uh, Sutton, AJ Dillon, and two oh seven. I think it was something like or one oh seven. One oh seven. One oh seven. AJ Dillon. Yeah, and Adams. Yeah, I'm proud of that. So I'll yep. keep beating it. It's all good. All right, guys. I, I know it's late, and and Mike, and you know, I, I this is not on purpose. I'm not trying to abuse the beard. I I, I want you to get your rest and the beauty sleep and all. It's just too much goodness, man. There's just too many ways. I could go like another four hours easily. But yes. my boy, Chris, at Dynasty Chris FF, he's, he's, he's a buddy of mine right now. On, on, he, he might not know he's a buddy of mine, but he's a buddy of mine. We're we talking crypto out there. We're talking NBA top shots. You know, but he sent me this offer. And I know it's super weighted, but 14 teams, super flex, Dynasty PPR, 101, 103, 104. I feel like these results, like, is this really how people feel? Like, I feel like people are so on the one-on-one that, I don't know, is, is this reflective, you think? It's that obvious? Anyone disagree with this right now? Taking one over the one-on-one? It should be 100%, 103 and 104 for the one-on-one. It should be 100%. Okay. Yes. In my opinion, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's crazy to me. Um, you can end up walking away with, Two fantastic players. Um, and basically, if if the 101 is the pick for you, then you're saying that that Trevor Lawrence is going to have to be Patrick Mahomes. That's that's basically if that's if that's the takeaway. Um, it should be 100 percent 103 and 104 super flex, especially uh, 15, uh, especially a 14. I was going to say especially 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah 14. Team I, I, I would do this trade if it was a, a 12 team one quarterback league. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the fact that it's 14-team, two-quarterback, it, it just makes it even more of a no-brainer. All right. I'm going to take this off. But, Dan, we had um, a question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fumble around here. <laughs> no, the reason I was passing yep. it to you, because I figure, you know what, why don't you throw one of your um, – you, That you was more of a statement, by the way. Here? Yeah. <laughs> why don't you throw those on there, um, throw the uh, trade questions that you had before I go to our friend – uh, who sent us a scenario on the FFPC with an orphan team? 
All right. So yeah, we've got, um, let's see, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it up on the screen here. Um, if I can. Yeah, you totally can. Hang on. Just got to get my, I believe in you. Uh, I, I, I know I can do it. Okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. So I, I have an offer that's kind of a little bit similar to the last one. This is, this is going to be a one quarterback league. Um, no tight end premium offered the 102, 205 and Jameis Winston for the 105, 107, 309. Um, I'm in a position where probably I am looking more to, you know, I probably need more running back help in this draft than I need wide receiver help. Um, my trade partner probably needs more wide receiver help than he needs running back help. So in that sense, it's kind of a, you know, a good deal because at the 102, you know, you're probably going to get a really good wide receiver, whereas the 105, 107 are, are really good running back. And 105, 107 is going to be, you know, kind of the, um, the sweet spot for wide receiver to grab a couple of them. But what do you guys think of this trade overall? Is this something you would do or would you pass on this? Any trade that has Jameis Winston involved is a smash except for me. So <laughs> now this we is one that. That's a hot take right there, man. That's awesome. Why do you just explain that real quick before we move, like before you kind of move forward with that? I, I just Jameis Winston, I think, is a special talent. I, you know, I, I know he threw a bunch of interceptions, but that was a product of the offense that he ran. That it was just kind of like, hey, take some steps back and and wing it. That's the uh, the Buccaneers' offense. I know Brady had. I mean, Brady threw more interceptions this year than than the norm. I, it's it's it was one of the situation where he he didn't really. I don't want the, the LASIK stuff and all the other rumors and everything else that you know goes on there. It was a young quarterback just with a new offense slinging the ball downfield. And it was, you know, he was throwing guys open, but you know, there were seven of those that were tip pass interceptions too. So let's just shot down at 23 and then a couple other, you know, late, late, late of the game, they were falling behind. His defense was terrible. You know, the interceptions that late in the game. So yeah, in reality, he probably only threw about 12 or 14 interceptions that were actually his fault, which is terrible. But I mean, that's every quarterback throws interceptions besides Alex Smith, but, that Jameis Winston is going to, with the New Orleans offense, I think he's going to be deadly. I think he's going to be dangerous. I I, I love the guy. He's my favorite. I'm going to go as far as say he's probably my favorite player in the league, just because I think he's a special talent. He's he he doesn't he knows he knows how to run. He knows he knows how to move around the pocket. He can throw the ball pretty much anywhere. I I love the guy, and that's to me that's a he's going to be he could probably be a. a QB one. So you're looking at you. You inherited a QB one and pick 102 on 205 for the stuff on the other side of the board. That's I would take the Jameis Winston side in a heartbeat. Yeah, I concur. I'm Bang on the Winston right? side simply because is that that's when you, who needs a running back? Uh, I need a running back, so I yeah, need, need the I'd be getting the 102, which would be yeah. running back. You know, perfect. Yeah, yeah, because you you should be able to get a running back there. And you're going to start a QB, 205, nice flyer. We talked about a bunch of guys falling in the second round. All right. right. Yeah, I, Anyone I, else I like, uh, have anything to add on this one? I like the Winston side. I think it's a, I think it's a fairly even trade. I, I can see why Nate's trying to do it if, he's, if he needs wide receivers. I'm not quite sure the rest of his quarterbacks on his roster, but uh, 105 and 107, Nate will get two good uh, wide receivers. And Dan walks away with his running back. It's it's an even trade that helps teams. I think uh, you need a running back. You got to get in that that uh, top two picks um, because you know 105, 107. You're going to be rooting for somebody, and you're not going to get max value if you really need to fill a running back need. You you guys are killing my leverage here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, dude. That's the danger of you dropping an offer on the show live when you when you know. You, you realize Nate Dog is like like shout out to Nate Nate at Nathan yeah. underscore Pilmer like the best league mate you can possibly have because yes like even just him and I were trying to plan out the the rookie draft schedule for all the leagues we have like five leagues now and and I'm like I I, I kind of laid it out and he's like yeah but I already have people in this league and this league want it like earlier so you know they expect me to do it earlier so I'm like 
Like he just, he's that guy that just always wants action, always wants trades. Oh, yeah. Like love to have guys like Nate Pilmer in your league. There's no doubt. So shout out to at Nathan underscore Pilmer because he's he's a true goat. And uh, you, you want guys that are brewing up action in your league because, you know, the guy who's sleeping, not paying attention, you know, you know he's not as fun, right? I, so I, go ahead. I have a question for you guys real fast. I don't know what show is trying to get over with. And, you know, we're trying no, to get through we're this. We're only like an hour and 50 minutes in. It's okay. Look, my, Mike's got all yes. night, man. He's good. I've never, <laughs> I've never ever in my life, even in redraft, had pick 101 before. And I, start, I got a brand new uh, in-person dynasty startup going on this year. And we get to, we go to the bar, you know, we sit down, we already you know, predetermined, picked up cards. I was like the fifth person to pick up cards and my picks was the ace. I had the one, now I have pick 101 in a dynasty startup, 25 rounds, right? to go I, I i trade everything away and I, I don't know what to do with 101 if you had the 101 would you keep patrick mahomes or would you i mean how many picks would it take for you to trade away the 101 because i'm looking at trying to get uh, you know second third and fourth for somebody for the 101 and a couple other later picks i just think that's such i patrick mahomes is good but guys like ryan Tannehill came close to patrick mahomes stats last year i i, I just i can't see not trading down to get three more players in the third fourth fifth or second third and fourth you know to, and, and and literally have seven picks in the first three or four rounds or the first five rounds instead of just having – or let's say eight picks in the first five rounds instead of having just Patrick Mahomes. So what would you guys do in that situation? Before you answer, this is how we're going to shut it down. Because if I don't put my foot down <laughs> – This is going on forever. We're going to be here literally till 4 a.m. and Mike will never come back. You know? <laughs> So, and anyone, you know, listening will be like, God damn, these guys just go on forever. He can't come oh. back if he never leaves. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there you go. It, 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 theoretically, we should just go to a 420 instead of just. <laughs> air horn, air horn, that, JD. That deserves an air horn. Uh, I, I, it was like on a low volume. I don't know why, but it was, yeah, I, I tried to play it. I don't know. You know, technical difficult. There you go. There it is. Yep. But, but okay, while you answer the question, that, that's where I was going. Answer the question. Give the peeps your last kind of, you know, your, your last advice going into this NFL draft uh, a week from now. Anything else you want to give them on the way out? We'll start it out with our boy Mike as the guest of honor. Uh, yeah, I think you're on the right track trying to acquire some some second, third, fourth, whatever. I've made, we've made, I've seen a bunch of trades like that before. Um, but yeah, you're on the right track trying to get some, maybe a two, a three, and a five for your first and a seven. Some shit like that. I don't, I don't remember the ones I've seen before. But yeah, do that because I agree with you. I'd rather have you know, eight of the top 50 players rather than like four of them. Mm -hmm. um, my, my one piece of advice, man, I know we talked a lot about landing spot, but if you like a guy, don't get turned off by his landing spot. I think AJ Brown is yes. someone that people oh, fell yes. out of love with yes. because he got drafted to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but everybody loved him going in. Uh, and they were stupid to, to get off the A.J. Brown train. So, yeah, I think there are a lot of players that landing spot matters, but it doesn't mean it necessarily matters for every player because talent is going to fucking always win out. Like, yes. Jamar Chase can go anywhere, and that dude's going to catch touchdowns. So don't freak out over everybody's landing spot, but use it to help you figure out some of the tiers of some of those plays that you haven't quite figured out. Um, that would be my final advice. I love it, Mike. Appreciate yes. you uh, hanging with us tonight. And you could just think of CH last year, you know, on the other side of it, you think, Oh damn, can't be in a better position. And you know, you probably didn't win your Ross, your league. If you depended on on that draft pick last year, but so many people moved him to one one. So many people took him in the first round of their redraft you know, leagues. I, I, I'm just glad my boy Shiva picked him at one hundred one when I got JT in the one hundred two. That's all I'm saying, man. Just saying. Just a little, wow. little, little nudge to my boy the Shiva. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Who's up? Well, you know what? We'll go to John. John, the the he just dropped. You know, you guys remember the boxing? I don't remember who it was, but like the the parachuter. It was like a heavyweight fight, and the guy drops in with the parachute right right after the national end. That's at John tonight. John just parachuted in here, dropped some goodness. We love me some John McGlynn. And check out his show, too, while you're at it. Dude, promote the show. It's all you, brother. Yeah, thanks for uh, letting me on here tonight. I was kind of knocking on the door, and I, I threw some uh, DMs in there. Hey, guys, remember me? <laughs> you know, but, uh, I love being on here. I love talking to you guys. Uh, you know, it's this was a great, a great episode, a little bit long, but I love them that way. Um, but Commissioner Evaluation Show, uh, we just had uh, – most of them go about an hour, but we just – Tyler Karp and me had about a two-hour and 40-minute two episode last week. Uh, that's not the norm. It won't be the norm. It'll, everything will be about an hour for your for your listening pleasure. Um, but uh, the Commissioner Evaluation Podcast, uh, one of the Go District podcasts, uh, it's, it's a little bit about you know some local news. I ask people a lot of personal questions on her so you get to know people a little bit more than just, what, you know, would you trade this or would you do that? It's more about, you know – Get to know some of the fantasy football, some of the people in the fantasy football community a little bit more personal, and then we go over NFL news and we evaluate a team at the end of the show. Uh, you know, who would you trade for? What would you do? Is this is this a rebuild, remodel team? Should it be start get rid of good players for draft picks, or get you know get rid of some of these draft picks and get a couple of studs to get you on top? So we uh, we do that every week and or every about every two weeks, and I just have a blast doing it. So um, I, I appreciate the listens and any of that kind of stuff, and thanks for having me and. I already my side my version of this Patrick Mahomes for the players would be I would trade Patrick Mahomes for probably like you said before Sonora two three and five would be very nice I'd love to have those three picks in a startup for Patrick Mahomes. Awesome. I'll go to Theo next. The uh, he's he's kind of worked his way in as the the number three goat. Uh, on on the go district, he's. Uh, I mean, he just keeps bringing the goodness. And again tonight, dude, we appreciate. Oh, he, you he's a wee's two and a half. Come on. There you go. The horn's working again. I for, yes. for me, if you have the one hundred and one and a super flex startup, uh, Patrick Mahomes is very enticing. But if I was going to trade down, I would try to trade down for one of the other elite quarterbacks and pick something up um, to go with, you know, a Dak Prescott, a, a Kyler Murray, a young foundational quarterback that's not quite Holmes. But I wouldn't want to have to have a, a Ryan Tannehill as my my number one in that format. Um, and then in terms of in terms of the draft, um, you know, I think Mike Mike hit the nail on the head. I think you know we've got a star coming into the league in Jamar Chase. I think they do not be afraid to trade down from the, the 101. Um, if it looks like a running two running backs are going to go one and two in your league, don't be afraid to trade down to the 103. But I think getting a lot of Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts, um, I think those guys are stars in this league. Um, I think you should try to get as much as possible. <laughs> Dan, Dan, as I go to your boy production noise uh, from, <laughs> from the money league, what is it? Yeah. He's, got a, he's got a good point on that. It's hard to trade yep. down for that one-on-one these days. Everybody wants to trade back and get those extra picks. It's, it's true, very, right? Especially in a startup. Yep. And new startups. It's hard, we right, saw that, We saw that in a depot league, you know? Yep, yep, exactly. And I, I got to be honest, Theo exactly stole my answer there. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's the exact way to approach it. If you want to try to get one of those other young gun, uh, you know, stud quarterbacks, plus something else to go along with it if you're going to trade away Patrick Mahomes. I have Mahomes on a few rosters right now, and honestly, he's very, very difficult to trade away for me. And so if I have the chance to take him at 101 at a startup in a super flex, uh, there's a very good chance I'm doing that unless somebody offers me a very, very good package and incentive to move off of that. I'm not going to move off it just to move off it. I, I, I've got to have something you know that I really feel strongly about uh, to get on instead. So, you know, cause that's, that's just where Mahomes is at right now. Uh, you know, we can talk about, you know, well, this guy did as good as him this year and this guy did as good as him that year, but you know what? Patrick Mahomes is there every year. And that's, that's the value of a Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's one of the, it, you know, it, he, he's the Christian McCaffrey of uh, quarterbacks. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm going for. 
In in response to that comment, when everybody wants to trade and it makes it hard to trade the one one, that's mm-hmm. when you got to pivot and you start making offers to trade up. Right now, you're getting better value because yes, I mean supply and demand. Right, nobody's fucking buying, so yep. you might be able to sneak up and maybe you end up with Pat Mahomes and some other top notch dude. Then that that makes it more valuable than getting all those picks. I don't know. Sometimes you just got to pivot. Yep, exactly. Dude, he's even using a lingo, Dan. You can, you can tell Mike's been, <laughs> been watching. I, even if he hasn't and he just – that's just – that's legit, man. We appreciate I, that. I, I that, that that's exactly it. I always pay attention. No, we love it. Dude, we, we, we appreciate you hanging out tonight. Theo, always a blast. John, I'm so glad you jumped on tonight. Uh, just a ton of knowledge. I, I, I apologize for anyone that's mad that this thing went two hours plus because it's, uh, you know, like we say, man, just just way too much goodness. And I'll tell you guys a secret. secret. I don't apologize. Fuck you if you're mad about it. Never apologize. <laughs> no regrets. Like 1.5 no apologies. invented on the, on the uh, podcast. Put it on but, 1.5. But I just want to tell the people listening, like, look, I, I'm I'm really not that smart. I'm, you know, I just, I'm really good at, at, um, finding really smart people. And, and that's why I win because I'm surrounded by these guys and I'm, I keep bringing on people that make me better. So I hope that you stick with us this off season or that, you know, we appreciate you sticking with us till now. Um, again, subscribe, like, share, reminders whatever you can do man to support this show check out viridian global buy some gold gear buy some ff stoner gear i mean come on how do you not want the beard on your chest <laughs> anything else fantasy wise go check them out at viridian our friends at dynasty um dynasty depot we haven't talked about we talked about a bit tonight they'll be back soon on the district but check them out especially if you're on the ffpc building those dinos drafting uh, you can go out there and sell, make some 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 cash. Guys, be safe. Be happy. Next week we got the mega rookie mock draft, and enjoy the NFL draft, guys. Just enjoy it. Like, don't you know what? Just tune out. Don't even look at your rosters, your dynasty rosters. Just put them all away. You already made your moves. You already set your bed. You already just sit down and watch the draft, man. We might have a goat district something going on in which case watch that we might but um either way man we appreciate you guys hanging with us and we'll check you all You know the Pope listens Dynasty our religion For the blokes missing On all of these trades On all of these plays On all of these grades By the end of the day Y'all getting played So what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex Send the homie a text That trash offers the best You try to make it complex Then they text you back Now all of a sudden They don't make any sense <laughs> Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons boy Trade's not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I'll always be traded. And I'll always be traded. And I'll always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Bait Fish. Ton of fun, guys. Yeah, it was great. That was really, really fun. And uh, it didn't yeah, feel like two day. plus hours. It didn't feel like two plus hours, fellas. That was really good. No, it really didn't. It never does, no. but I just I always feel bad either way. You know, I, no. I started I started commenting, and you're like, "Hey, jump in. The water's warm." I'm like, uh, "Am I supposed to jump on here? I kind of I don't want to intrude on your guys. You know, show going. No, nah, man. Dude, you're one of the unit. Come on, man. The more the, 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 the merrier. The more the merrier. Yeah, but the more the merrier turns into a two-and-a-half-hour show. That's <laughs> I, you know I'm, I'm kind of used to two-and-a-half-hour shows. It just always ends up being like that when I'm on there. 
You know, Scott Fish and Ryan McDowell always talk about you only get so many viewers with, you know, the, the half-hour shows are the ones that get the most viewers because they're quick. People watch, people listen to them on the way to work in the morning, on the way, you know. Uh, but there's a lot of people who have a lot of time at work, you know, just typing in the computer. They have nothing, nothing to do all day but listen to podcasts that are hour and a half, two hours, sometimes even three hours. And some of the more popular ones I listen to are all two and a half hours long. So I, I don't I'll mind listen, them at all. I'll you know, I don't need to hear the whole thing at once. I mean, for me personally, I'll, I'll listen to some of these long ones and some of these short ones. So, yeah. I mean, I think yep. they are, they're both appealing. Yeah. Right. I listen to true crime podcasts that are like two and three hours long. I mean, the least I could do is listen yeah. to fantasy ones that are. Yeah. If the pod long. is good, I'll, you know, I'll listen to it as long as it's good. Especially because yeah. there's not that much content out in the off season. There's not as many people pumping out so many podcasts. So you have more time to listen to the long ones. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Good point. Yeah, during the season, it's everybody saying the same shit anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Chasing, chasing that week, right? Starters, waiver wires. It's like that's why I love the off season. You you hear a lot of dynasty people talk about that because it's just you you can kind of maneuver in the direction you want, you know, and, and talk about stuff you want to talk about as opposed to being limited. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're lucky though. We're getting to the draft, and that'll start people doing actual rookie drafts and stuff so they'll have shit to actually talk about right exactly i mean right now it's just basically every everybody's doing the same thing over and over and over again it gets a little tough yeah i invited a bunch of uh, all my homely guys to the local bar by our house some guys live in you know way up north and stuff but i try to get everybody that's in all of my home leagues uh, to go to one of the local bars by our house. I got the stage kind of, it's not really a stage, but it's a big sectioned off area with a couple TVs. And, you know, it's the food's real good. The beers, the drinks are all good. So uh, I'm going to try and you know, anywhere from like probably 15, probably 15 to probably 30 guys. So having a live NFL awesome. draft party, but Ooh, fun. so there's uh yeah, it's stuff like that. And, and John's got some bangers over there. Like he's not, he doesn't have yeah. like aunt and uncle. He's got like some bangers over there. Yeah, we got. I mean, there's guys in the leagues like uh, like John Helmkamp's in the league this year, and uh, like play to win. Uh, Nick Script is in uh, the new league starting this year. There's uh, Nick Nick. Uh, what the hell's name? A lot of DFS stuff, a lot of gambling stuff, a lot of um, you know, a lot of um, a lot of good stuff. And all, you know, it's like a lot of guys you see on Twitter all the time that are that are, are constantly Ryan Livergood, um, Kyle. Kyle August from uh, the the faithful fellas. Um, uh, I don't know. There's tons of guys. Yeah, you had guys. tags in there for a bit, no? Pardon me. You had tags in there for a bit. Mike uh, he's in our he, he's in our local league, but he just moved, so he's not. Uh, oh, that's you know, right. It's, it kind of sucks. He uh, like it was when, we, when this is like two years ago when I you know I was probably in Dynasty for a year or two, and I'm like, how come there's no tears for Dynasty? You know, so he's like, let's go over some tears. I'm like, all right, cool. So. We uh like I would help him like he was putting a bunch of uh, whatever mulch around his house. I'm like, all right, I'll give you, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a hand with your mulch, but then you got to sit down for an hour and a half with me and do these dynasty <laughs> tears for everything, you know. So he's like, all right. So I used to trade my lay, my back, my labor and shit for for his advice. You can take my Renos for your for your like rookie rankings or something, you know. John, yeah. come on over. I got some great rookie reels for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was great. It was awesome. It was. I'm gonna miss him so much. Is uh, I, 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 I got a shitload of wood to split, man. Come on <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. Tags is awesome, man. I'm a, I helped him pick out his dog. I, you know, his son is awesome. You know, I play with his cars and stuff all the time. I'm gonna miss them, man. It's a, they're a super cool family. So they were were they close to you and they're moving away? Is that the deal? Yeah, they moved to Tennessee. They just kind of uh. They um he likes it more in Tennessee. He likes it they, they, all, all about by me. It's a hundred million. Like my we have a subdivision, and literally there's eighteen hundred how or uh one thousand three hundred twenty eight houses in our subdivision, and it's subdivision after subdivision after subdivision just blocked up on top of each other. It's a hundred million people out here, and you have like I grew up in in the city of Chicago. Like I moved out here after I had my third kid, so I had to look, you know this I didn't have to pay for cab the schools, all that kind of stuff. And I grew up like being able I had to touch. I could touch both of the houses in my gangway, you know, at being 22, 23 years old. And now out here, I, I have like, there's like 15 feet between houses. And I'm like, holy cow, it t- takes me like two and a half hours to cut my grass. And it, it's, you know, and then I hear other people like Mike, if you saw Mike's picture on Twitter last week, he's got this 
You hear about a riding motorhome. I did see that. I, from, like, the, from the the back of the house, the view. I saw yeah, that. I'm, I'm like, yeah. dude, how are you going to cut that grass? You thought it was fun living here, but with the either you either you you got to put fertilizer on there to keep all the weeds and shit out to make it look good, or you know it's going to be overcome by weeds. And if you put fertilizer on there, it's going to grow like weeds. You know, the grass is going to get thick and keep growing crazy. And it's uh, you know, I I don't know what he's going to do, but good for him. He, he doesn't have much time because that dude. Literally, we'd go to his house for noon games. Or we'd show up at noon. He's got the you know the all the local games on the NFL Network, and then the red zone on in the middle. So we'd watch all the games, make some kind of food, do whatever. But as soon as the three o'clock game started, he was off to him in the background on the computer, already starting to write about what happened in the first games, this and that. And he was done for the rest of the time. It was he had to go in his house in like a Thursday night game or a Monday night game or the first three o'clock games on Sunday, or else he was he was already busy. You know. I, I, I don't I love doing this as a hobby. It's his job. He gets paid a lot to do it, but I mean he he, he takes it serious and he puts way too much time into it. No, he is, man. He's he's definitely committed, you know, and that's yeah. why he gets paid the big bucks. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 